that time, the sports talker. Here's TJ Walker. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Sports Talker here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. Kind of a sneaky good sports day uh, on a random Wednesday in early September. And no, there's no football, unless you're talking about the other kind of football. There's soccer going on right now. United States playing in a friendly against the Czech Republic, up 1-0 at halftime. And then also, I, I had just found this out. Uh, I was kind of working during the USA game, but that game went to halftime. So I, I channeled surf to find out when the USA basketball game is today. And Germany and Argentina are playing in a friendly for soccer. Uh, of course, those two met in the World Cup finals with Germany winning that game late. So they're playing again in a friendly. I imagine that has to be a little awkward. I also imagine that there's probably still not too many uh, players from that game playing in in these friendlies, I know for the United States, very few of their World Cup starters are playing. Josie Altidore is, uh, and there's some there's some other guys that are playing as well. But a kind of a fun sports day. Uh, so the USA game will will come on during the show. The USA soccer game will resume during the show, and then United States basketball will take on the Dominican Republic at 3.30, so that also will come on during the show. So we'll be peeking in there, talking a little bit about that. The United States in the middle of uh, the United States basketball, in the middle of the FIBA World Cup in Spain, off to a good start. Yates, have you watched much of Team USA? I've had it on here while I've been getting some other work done. So I haven't, I haven't been paying close attention, but I've, I've seen bits and, here, bits and pieces here and there. I think... Basketball, obviously, is popular throughout the world, but I think the only way it can take the next level is is it to be a little more uh, competitive across the board. I think that's one of the reasons why the Soccer World Cup is so great. Yes, at the end of the day, there might be only five countries that are legitimate contenders to bring home the World Cup in soccer, but I would say in FIBA basketball, there's only two, and on any given game in a soccer match, uh, a quality team can upset one of those five teams or at least p- play them to a draw uh, in this, the United, we all know it's going to be United States and Spain in the finals. There might be some close games here and there, but it's almost kind of boring to watch after halftime Yates, because the United States is already up by 20. All these players are uh, signed million dollar contracts uh, and don't want to get hurt. So come the second half, it's just kind of a pass the ball around, shoot open shots, uh, contest, but don't play too hard. Uh, I'm ready for some exciting games. What about you? Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. It, it's kind of a bummer that you we won't get those. I mean, they're going to play better teams. There are the, the, the Greeks are pretty good, and they're going to play them in the tournament, I'm sure. Uh, Slovenia, Lithuania. There's some other... Uh, but right now they're they're playing Finland, they're playing New Zealand. Today they play the Dominican Republic, which they've already did a, a friendly exhibition with, which I think is kind of weird that you would do that with a team that you're going to to play in a competitive game. I know the Dominican Republic probably doesn't expect to beat the United States, and any game against them is probably a good test. But 
still surprising to see them play an exhibition and then play just a week later in a real competition. So they'll play them today. It'll be a good chance to see our old friend Orlando Antigua and Eloy Vargas, uh, Francisco Garcia for the Louisville fans, Edgar Sosa for the Louisville fans. They'll take on the United States today at 3.30. We'll pop in. But again, there it's... I, I got really excited for it, and then the tournament kind of started, and my ex, my my excitement kind of, I won't say went away, but I, I'll be ready when they start playing some good teams. Uh, Argentina scores against Germany. This is coming live, a really nice set play. Looks like he might have been offsides. Wasn't. So they score against Germany to take the lead. Uh, so, again, we'll be popping in on the sports world today. Yates, how about my boy, Wes Walker? How about him? I, he's breaking my heart. I mean, I, I have stuck up for him, basically saying he needs to risk the rest of his life to help my fantasy team. And then here he goes getting, first off, how does that stay quiet for such a long time? Uh, the, he's, had, he's already had his appeals meeting. The Broncos have known about this. They knew that this was a, a an incident that was going to have to be taken care of. How did this not get out with the, as much media as there is? That's kind of surprising to me. I guess that's the difference between a well-run organization and one that's not quite so well-run, like the Browns. That's that's actually well put, and I don't think anybody would ever say the Brown or the the not the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think anybody would ever say that the Broncos uh, are anything but a well-run organization, but just think how big of it. I, I, again, I guess they've known this for a few months. Uh, imagine if all this came out and then he got that concussion. I, it it could have, I don't, I wouldn't say at that point it would have been a career ending injury for Wes Welker. It would be the exact same injury. He'd have to decide what to do with it. But with all that, plus the media attention, at least this concussion stuff has kind of gone away. Uh, again, you know, everybody's going to be wor- worrisome when he gets out on the field, but uh, it's it's obvious that he's going to play again. It's obvious that he's getting healthy. He's cleared to practice and do all this, uh, and then this news breaks out. So, and, and there's also a chance that there's some some reporting that it was at the Kentucky Derby where he took some. Uh, again, this is coming from CBS. Walker failed his drug test after taking ecstasy laced with amphetamines while at the Kentucky Derby, according to Pro Football Talk, which is NBC. That was the same event where Walker handed out $100 bills on his way out of Churchill Downs after a cashier accidentally paid him $15,000. And then I'm pretty sure Walker denied that this happened at Derby. Uh, and I think he said that something might have been slipped in his drink. I, I love Wes Welker. He's been a big staple on my fantasy team. He's fun to watch. He's kind of a, a moral, he's a victory for the little guy. Uh, he's small. He's not overly athletic, but he's quick as all get out. So I, I've always been a big fan of him. But the old slip something in your drink excuse. Yates, what are you making of that? I'm highly skeptical of that. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know. I guess there's people out there who would get a kick out of slipping something in the drink of a, an NFL player, especially one who's so well-known, but I don't know. I, I just find that hard to believe. 
it's more likely that it would happen to a guy like Wells Welker than your average Joe. But this just reminds me of uh, people in college get too drunk, do something stupid. The next day they're talking about it and say, I, I blacked out. I don't remember what happened. I never, I never get that drunk. I never get that messed up. Somebody must've slipped me something. Uh, somebody must have put something in my drink because that's the only excuse. No, you made a mistake. You made bad decisions. You can't blame it on anybody but yourself. And I, this is exactly what happened was with Wes Welker. <clears throat> and really, again, if some, with a celebrity like that, it, I wouldn't. It's more likely where where somebody would want to get you really messed up and watch and see what happens, and it could be uh, entertaining to some sick person. But on the average person scale. People who buy drugs, uh, people who buy illegal drugs, uh, they're expensive, and they're not going out there and giving out those drugs for free just to see somebody get messed up. Now, again, a guy like Wes Welker, that could be more, that could be more likely where you'd see that happen. Uh, again, but still, drugs are expensive for people, and I don't think they're just going to go handing them out just to see Wes Welker fail a drug te- a drug test months later and be suspended four games. So with that being said, my fantasy team, the wheels are really falling off Yates. And I'm not going to say I've become the laughing stock of my fantasy league, uh, but but people are, I'm I'm the commissioner. I've been the commissioner of the league for a while. Uh, I'm pretty outspoken. So people are kind of taking their shots at my team. Obviously, I took a risk on Josh Gordon. That did not work out. It is a keeper league, though, and I'm probably going to keep him, which is kind of sad to think that I'm going to have I'm going to be down a roster spot for the duration of the year. But my team's getting older. I might need him as a keeper. Probably going to hold on to him. And now Wes Welker, he gets a concussion, and now he's going to be suspended for a while. I've got to go straight to starting Sammy Watkins, Yates, and uh, not a very favorable matchup playing at Chicago. Partly because Chicago is good on defense. The other part is I don't know if Sammy Watkins is ever going to have a favorable matchup because it's not a very good offense in Buffalo. But here's my thing. If the Bills are going to throw the ball, and they are because they're going to be down, I'd imagine, Watkins is really their only guy that that can catch, so he's got to get some decent numbers, right, Yates? Um, yeah, I guess. The, the, old, the old they've got to throw it to somebody uh, strategy. Just you gotta, I just talk me off the ledge here because uh, Watkins. I'm sorry. It's just my team is it's it's not looking good. Uh, I I, again, if you if you're not familiar with my team and you will have no reason to be because it's my fantasy team and I've talked about it once or twice and there's no reason you should remember. But uh, I have T. Y. Hilton, Marshawn Lynch, Reggie Bush, Greg Olson, and I'm starting Chris Johnson, which I'm not thrilled about. And now, instead of Wes Walker, I'm going to have to start Sammy Watkins. It's not probably your best fantasy team in Week One. Um, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna need some help. So, well, let's see. We're getting some texts and tweets on the show. Wasting no no time. Brun DMC texts in. No one passes out hundred dollar bills without being on something. And then he says he's fun to watch when he's <laughs> throwing money at strangers. Uh, again, it it would make sense though that I'm not saying that something was slipped into his drink at Derby, but 
Uh, Derby's a time where people make a lot of bad decisions. I think anybody from the Louisville area can attest to that. And it, maybe he was with his buddies and they said, hey, let's let's do a little let's do a little molly or let's do some drugs, uh, get real weird at this Kentucky Derby and make some strange bets. And then sure enough, they hit some of their bets and Wes Welker is thrilled. And uh, again, I don't... He's got a lot of money. Money's not an issue for Wes Welker, but it always is strange to think that somebody's passing out $100 bills to somebody. So there, there could definitely have been maybe some drugs involved. Uh, DOB underscore 24, Dalton O'Brien tweeted in, looks like Wes had too many Molly juleps. That's a swing and a miss, Dalton, but I do appreciate you tweeting into the show. And then Brun DMC is turning. We're staying on a little NFL kick right now. NFL season does start tomorrow, which I couldn't be more excited about. Big Green Bay fan. I'm expecting big things from Green Bay. I'm not expecting a win in Seattle, but I I do think it'll be a close game. Uh, the, the big NFL news today, aside from Russ Welker, is Michael Sam signing to the Dallas Cowboys practice squad. Brun DMC. Uh, tweets in and says, interesting that there were only six players to sell more, more jerseys than Michael Sam. Now he's with the Cowboys, though, and that means people have to buy Cowboy Michael Sam jerseys to stay current. Jerry Jones is a, is a business name. But here's the interesting thing is Michael Sam, I think, is going to wear number 46 for the Cowboys on their practice squad. But if he gets uh, promoted up to the real team. If he is on the real team, he cannot be number 46 because there's rules for what number you can be uh, deter uh, regards to your position in the NFL. So quarterbacks, I think, can only be number one through 20, one through 18. Uh, running backs have to be between 20 through uh, 40. Again, I, I don't know this for sure, but it's something like that. Defensive line players, defensive ends are probably in the 90s. Or There's rules on where you can be. And 46, I don't think, is a number four defensive end. So it's it, it will be – I think that's going to hurt his jersey sales, Brun DMC is what my point is, because you're going to buy a Michael Stam number 46 practice jersey, but then if he actually ever gets to play for the Cowboys, which I think we all think he will because he's a, a very talented player, then you'd have to buy a whole new jersey. So I'm curious to see what that is, or maybe if that's a problem they they take care of. Tres, Trevor Kelsey, text into the show, Josh Gordon, Wes Welker on your team. You should call your team the Betty Ford Clinic. <sighs> not really. Not amused up to this point. Uh, any, anyways, Michael Sam signing with the Cowboys is, I, I don't know if that's a business move, I'm sure to keep the Cowboys in the news, it's a smart thing because now people are going to be talking about that. And if there's one thing Jerry Jones doesn't care about, it's being in the news, having the Cowboys be the center of uh, any discussion. I think he would probably like that to be with the team, people talking about the Cowboys being good. Uh, but even if you can't have that, I guess some news is, is any – what's the old saying? Uh, any press is good press. So – but it, it, the whole Michael Sam thing, I haven't really weighed in on that since he was cut from the Rams. 
uh, and ESPN was reporting on their shower, his showering habits. But it's an unfortunate situation because he's a good player and not a great player, not a, a sure thing to make an NFL roster. He's picked in the last round of the draft. Uh, I, but it's it, it's an interesting dynamic with Sam because there's no doubt he can play. But given his talent level, is it worth the trouble to sign him? Uh, he's a guy that was debatably going to make the team in St. Louis, and you couldn't watch a St. Louis Rams preseason game without them just uh, talking about him, making him the topic of conversation the entire game. After the game, when ESPN or any or Fox or anybody showed highlights of that game, uh, they'd key in on Michael Sam and what he did. He's a guy that was possibly going to make a roster. Like it, it's it really would be the equivalent of. Dante Rump with the Falcons. Uh, Rump wasn't drafted. Michael Sam, I'd say, would have a more uh, a better uh, definitely had a better college career. But both guys were it was unsure whether they were going to make the roster or not make the roster. But just because Michael Sam is gay and, and and came out becoming the first NFL player to do so. He gets all this attention. So it, it, it's, it's kind of an unfortunate situation for him because he's always going to be the, in the, in the media. He's always going to be asked questions. There's always going to be questions asked about him. And now that's something he's got to deal with. Uh, if he was a better player, I don't think it'd be a big issue, but we almost, we saw the same thing with Tim Tebow. Just and, and I feel like Tim Tebow was a much more talented football player than Michael Sam, but teams didn't want to take a, a risk on Tim Tebow or even have him on roster as a backup because it just really wasn't worth the headache that that comes with the press. And it wasn't Tim Tebow's fault. It's not Michael Sam's fault. It's just an unfortunate situation. We'll see how it works out. He is talented. I mean, he certainly could play, but at what cost? The United States game back on and rolling. The United States in a good spot right here. Again, soccer can change with just a. a flick of the foot and that and it did the united states was attacking and now the czech republic's back at it but a very young united states team playing right now i like the future that united states soccer is heading in I, I talked a lot of usa soccer during the world cup uh, talked a lot of previewed the world cup um, it, it's it's moving in the right direction and, and now there's some friendlies going on uh, and playing against a good czech republic team on the road and had uh, ha- has a nice one nil lead so we're gonna head to our first commercial break we'll come back uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk of whatever there is some uk news we'll need to get to uh there's uh, I, I don't know if there's specific louisville news but there's some louisville football things i'd like to discuss so uh, we'll, we'll we'll bring it a little more local at least momentarily uh on the sports talker so stick around here on 1450 the sports buzz we'll be right back great clouds roll over the hills bringing darkness from above If you close your eyes Does it ever feel like nothing changed at all? You're listening to The Sports Talker with T.J. Walker on 1450 The Sports Buzz. 
some breaking news for UK fans and uh, what they may or may not have seen on Saturday during UK's blowout win over UT Martin. As always, when UK scores, the Wildcat celebrates by doing push-ups on this little platform held up by the cheerleaders. And for as long as I can remember, the Wildcat does one-handed push-ups, and they're cool, and the student section counts out loud when he's doing them, and it's a, a good time is generally had by all. Breaking news from UK is the Wildcat will start doing two-handed push-ups. Now, if UK wants to be taken as a serious contender in the SEC, I don't know how they can get away with this. A pretty soft move by the Wildcat. Sure, UK scored 59 points on Saturday, and the Wildcat had to do 303 one-handed push-ups. But you signed up for the job, Mr. Wildcat. That's the rules of UK football. That's one tradition that they've had is the Wildcat does one-handed push-ups. The same Wildcat survived through the 2007 season. There was a lot of points scored then. 2010, I think, UK scored 63 points. You didn't hear about the Wildcat getting tired. And if you're going to make a switch like this, then just don't tell people. I don't. I probably wouldn't have noticed. That's some disappointing news. It sounds like they're taking the easy way out. I don't know if Mark Stoops would be happy about that. So some breaking news there. Brun DMC tweets into the show. Says the crackdown on PEDs extended to the mascots too. It's times are changing. UK did release this big statement about uh, basically taking feedback from what fans liked from Saturday's game, what they didn't like, what they want to improve on. Uh, the the fourth quarter tradition with Jared Lorenzen walking out to the midfield. That was okay. Uh, that was fine. I think for big games, that could be fun. They, they mentioned on this release today that they're going to get new players or they're going to get players to come out with Jared Lorenzen, but for the time being, he's going to be the guy that leads the charge. Not crazy about that. Nothing against Jared Lorenzen, but I, 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 I don't know who else it should be. I, I think maybe they should do it like a Y situation and get somebody new every game. I, I get the idea of them coming out with Jared Lorenzen. I guess that's okay. As long as Jared wants to keep doing it, but I just feel people would get more excited if it was just somebody new every game. Trevor texts in and says, SEC Network people were making fun of the of the way the mascot was doing push-ups versus UT Martin. Now, I, I didn't see that because I wasn't watching the game on TV. I was there. I, I'm not saying the one-handed push-ups the Wildcat has done in the past have been maybe your traditional push-ups, not the way that I put them back. Nose to the ground, arm shoulder width. Just uh, basically, I it, it, it's about as perfect as it gets. I'm not saying the Wildcats do in those. But still, a one-handed push-up, even if it's kind of a maybe go down a little bit, 
One hand push ups pretty hard. But uh, I'm, I'm obviously kidding. It, I, it's not a big deal if the Wildcat doesn't want to do one handed push ups. I mean, maybe. Who knows? Brundames, he says, I went to the UK-UTEP game when UK put up a ton and the Wildcats still did them all. See, it's just, you want to talk about traditions and Jared Lorenzen coming out. A tradition of the Wildcat doing a one-handed push-up is one that UK fans can really get behind. Alas, no more. Some actual UK football news that's important. I kind of got off the topic of the tradition. They said they're going to keep doing it. They're going to keep doing it. Jerry Lorenz is going to keep leading the charge. I'm not crazy about it. Maybe it'll it'll grow on me. The blue-white chant is okay. I think for big games, the atmosphere will speak for itself. As long as the UK is competitive, I think that won't be an issue. Uh, but that remains to be seen. I don't think that'll be. I don't think you're going to be able to see that on Saturday against Ohio. I think UK should win comfortably, but uh, only a 13-point spread, and it started out at six. So. Who knows? Czech Republic with a good chance to score, not able to capitalize on it. So good for the good for good for USA. But some actual news: Braylon Hurd doubtful. Mark Stoops says today for UK's game against Ohio. I, that's not troublesome to me because UK needs Braylon Hurd to beat Ohio. I think obviously it would. Help, because I think Braylon Hurd is uh, obviously the best running back UK has. But I, if I, if I'm a UK fan or if I'm a UK coach, I'm more worried about Braylon Hurd being healthy 100% for Florida, and I'm more concerned about this uh, possibly being a nagging injury that's going to impact him the entire season. It doesn't seem like it's going to be that way. Uh, the sprain or the twist or uh, whatever he did specifically to his ankle didn't look that bad in real time. He was hobbling off afterwards. Yeah, I would have thought he would have. I think they said on Saturday that if it was a close game, he could have played in the second half, which makes me kind of worried about why he's missing this upcoming Saturday. But if, if they're just doing it to be careful and get him ready for Florida so it doesn't become a nagging injury, then that's okay. And I'm sure we'll hear more about this injury uh, soon. So while I don't think you need Braylon Hurd to beat Ohio, I do think you need Braylon Hurd to beat Florida. I'm not saying if they have Braylon Hurd, they're winning, versus not having him equals a loss. But if they're going to try to pull the upset down in the swamp, you're going to need everybody healthy. You're going to need your stars there. And Braylon Hurd is certainly one of those stars. More importantly, though, if he doesn't play Saturday, it looks like that 58-yard average and touchdown per carry will translate over another week, which is great news for fans that want to see that average last the entire season. So something to watch out for with Braylon Hurd. Recorded a Cats Illustrated podcast today discussing some of uh, the same issues we talked about yesterday with UK's offense, the good and the bad and the ugly. Talked a lot about the attendance. I did talk about that yesterday. 
Yates, as a as a non UK fan, but somebody that lives in the area, when you hear that that was the fourth smallest crowd in Commonwealth Stadium history, what does that say to you? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm surprised that with all the excitement that is seemingly around the program at this point that you know that they would have the fourth lowest attendance ever uh, i mean i that's that's probably the biggest thing i guess i mean there's supposedly yeah. you know, everybody's all excited about what mark stoops is doing and yet they don't seem to want to show up for the game that that's my biggest problem again we talked about all the reasons why fans could have not gone to the game and those reasons are really good reasons it was hot there was a chance of rain it was a noon game you were playing uh, a terrible terrible team I can't stress enough about how bad UT Martin is no disrespect to them they're just not a very good football team there are plenty of reasons why fans didn't want to show up but you're right Yates and I think Kentucky fans need to be called out a little bit about that you talk this big game about how seriously you want UK football to be taken, how it's moving in the right direction, and the fans don't show up. Who cares if it's pouring down rain and you're playing uh, St. X's JV team? You had 50,000 fans show up to a spring game, and then now you're playing a real opponent and you have the fourth smallest crowd in Commonwealth Stadium history? If you're going to talk the talk, you got to back it up. And if the UK comes out and has 60,000 against Ohio, then I, I think all is forgiven to an extent, and that's okay. But I, it's, and again, you had reasons not to show up for this game, but if UK football is and the fans are trying to make it what it what they want it to be. You got to show up. Who cares if it's a noon game? It's the first game of a new season. Kentucky is was zero and zero heading into that game. Not two and nine. Not two and ten. You go on our message board. You go anywhere, and optimism is there's plenty of it. But for whatever reason, they didn't show up. I'm expecting a better crowd on Saturday. I think a better crowd would say a lot. but we'll see. Louisville certainly didn't have any problems with their crowd on on Monday. United States and Dominican Republic playing right now. Edgar Sosa just got a basket. USA up 13 to 7. And that's what I'm talking about is just it, the United States this is the first quarter and yes they've already played the Dominican Republic and yes they're going to win this game by a lot it just doesn't really look like they care and I can imagine they got to be tired that's a lot of basketball in a short amount of time uh, it's not much different than their NBA schedules but they did just get done with a, a full NBA season I guess not they didn't just get finished with it but NBA season uh, ended a few months ago. It's going to start in a few months. They've obviously got to be a little tired. 
But I, I'm I'm genuinely concerned that when they do play a good opponent, I, I'm worried if they're going to be able to just turn it on like that. On one hand, you'd think they would be able to because they've been waiting for it. On the other hand, as a competitor, it's tough to be able to flip that switch. You're used to kind of taking it easy and winning big. You don't really know you have to turn it up to a next level until until you're down, unfortunately. I'm not complaining too much, though. Anthony Davis with a big slam. It, it is fun to watch so much uh, a Kentucky presence on this Team USA with DeMarcus Cousins, with Anthony Davis. Kenneth Fareed, obviously, didn't go to UK, but played in in the Commonwealth during his college days. It's a very young, very young USA team, but a very, very good one. So it's fun to watch. We'll, we'll keep... Uh, tabs on this game. We'll keep tabs on the U.S. soccer game. A lot going on. Again, a great a great sports day. I've got another fantasy draft tonight, which is certainly the latest I've ever drafted a fantasy team. Uh, only in two leagues this year, so this will be my second. It's my family league, which is always always a good time. Not a lot of money on the line for my family league, and we get a lot of laughs during the during the draft. Uh, again, I'm not talking down on the, on my family. I've, I've, as a matter of fact, I've never won the league, so I think that speaks volumes about it. Maybe how I'm just not a very good fantasy player. But you always get some some funny picks in this draft. Uh, there's been people drafted that aren't real people that aren't living. I have to think I, I'm going to try to have to think over the break of what the name of the person was that was drafted last year. That just uh, is not only not an NFL player. I, I can't confirm if it's a real person in the United States. So that should be a lot of fun tonight. My girlfriend's joining the league for the, she'll be a first time fantasy player. My brother, his girlfriend will be doing the same. So, uh, that that draft should be interesting. We're going to head to commercial break. We'll come back. We'll finish up the show. A Wednesday edition of the Sports Soccer Hump Day. Although it with this short week, I think everybody I think everybody loves them. Uh, so stick around here on fourteen fifty the Sports Buzz. We'll be right back. Back to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker. We're back. One final segment here, 1450, the Sports Buzz. Talked yesterday about Will Muschamp, the head coach of Florida, and his decision to reinstate players that had been suspended for a game. Uh, I don't even know if reinstate's the, the right word, but... Uh, he was suspending players for a game. They played against Idaho. The, the game lasted one play, 10 seconds, and then it was called because of lightning. And then he said that that was considered time served. I, I kind of laughed at him on the show yesterday. Everybody across the country has been laughing at him. 
And what, what, what's the worst thing you can do when you're being criticized by not just local media? This isn't something that just stu- that some people in Gainesville noticed and didn't really talk about. This is something that national media picked up. So what's the worst thing you can, you can do in a situation like that? is criticize the people criticizing you. And what did Will Muschamp do? He did just that. So uh, a poor decision by Muschamp to uh, go out, go at people. And I'll get to what his, he said in just a second. USA first quarter comes to an end, and they're only up three on the Dominican Republic. Remember that Kentucky had beaten this Dominican Republic team. Not saying, but just saying. Uh, I'm obviously that doesn't really mean much, but they did, and they did also lose to them on a last-second shot. Just funny to. Not that long ago, the Bahamas trip was about a month. So Will Muschamp said it's not just about suspending players for games. There's a lot of things that go into discipline. It's about altering and changing behavior, which we've done. I think our discipline speaks for itself and how we've handled our football team. Okay. If it was about suspension, if it was about suspension, you'd never have an issue, right? Not sure what he means by that. At the end of the day, it's more than that. There's a lot of things, there's a lot of things that go into those situations, a lot more than people no, and it's very frustrating for me as a coach to have something being critical and you don't even have all the information. At the end of the day, I make the decisions in this program. I handle the discipline in this program, and it's been handled very well. Uh, maybe compared to Urban Meyer, it's been handled better. And you're right, Will Muschamp, we don't know all the information, and we don't necessarily know what goes on behind the scenes. But when you suspend players for a game and that game lasts 10 seconds, and then they're not suspended anymore, then it, it, we people are going to question the reasoning behind that. And I'm sure a lot of stuff does go on in-house. Maybe they had to do run some extra laps or do extra suicides or sprints or whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, you set out a punishment... And you didn't stick to that punishment. So people are going to say stuff to you. Like He could have handled this in a much better situation by simply saying, we had a conversation with the players. We, they were suspended. He could have, he could have even made up a lie. He could have said they were suspended for game prep. They were suspended for the week. And just because they missed the game, they, they're already behind. It's time to move on. We feel that they've learned from their mistakes. Why don't you make this about the players that were in trouble and your decision to suspend them instead of people questioning the decision? So a poor move by Will Muschamp, in my opinion. Excited for this week of football. I I don't know if there are necessarily better games than last week. Certainly will be a better game for Kentucky. You do have some exciting games. You have Michigan State going to Oregon. You got Notre Dame, Michigan, which isn't the same matchup as it has been in years past. 
Ohio State, Virginia Tech could be fun. So you do have some good games. Stanford, USC is another one that really jumps out. But I just think any weekend where you can mix college football with NFL makes for a football-packed weekend. It's probably around that time where, where girlfriends and wives are not thrilled. So you got the Green Bay game Thursday. Friday, if you're into high school football, which I know a lot of people listening are, you've got high school football Saturday, college football all day, Sunday, NFL, Monday, NFL. That's just a glorious setup. So a great time to to be a sports fan. And right now, again, the United States, the Dominican Republic playing on the other side. United States playing the Czech Republic. United States still up 1-0 in that game in the 80th minute. We've talked a lot about Wes Welker and his drug use. I meant to bring this up the other day. But how about the job that Bruce Pearl's doing at Auburn? Hasn't even coached a game. And is already having Auburn in the news, landing uh, good recruits. And what we mean by good recruits are these aren't recruits that Kentucky would go after. They're not really recruits that Louisville would go after. Uh, Maybe some of them would be guys that Louisville would go after. And you know, hope to be three, four-year guys. Sometimes Patino does that. He, he obviously doesn't really go after the one-and-dones for the most part. But these are these are good recruits. And to say that they're not Kentucky or Auburn, or Kentucky or Louisville standards, excuse me, uh, that's, not, uh, that's not really saying much because Kentucky and Louisville recruit just as well as about anybody. But he's getting really good players to Auburn, and Auburn's in the news, and that's only going to help. Auburn's got decent basketball facilities. You don't really hear, hear people talk about them that much. The winning down in the Plains might come sooner than later. I had thought that it was going to happen. I, I just didn't think it was going to be this year. And again, these recruits are for the 2015 class. They're not going to impact this team. But by all reports down there, it sounds like he's moving this in the right direction. We all know that he can coach. So we expect Auburn to be more improved this year, but in two years, they could they could be a turn. I mean, it could definitely be a tournament team. I, I, I'm what I'm most curious to see is when the first blue blood job opens up and Bruce Pearl gets called, does he ditch the planes? That's going to be the big question. Does he want to stay at Auburn forever and try to turn that into a powerhouse program? Or would he like to have a a job like Michigan State, like Kentucky? I would be very curious if Calipari were to leave, if there would be any interest in hiring Bruce Pearl. And Mitch Barnhart, if... If history tells us anything, he's a little conservative in hires like that. By all accounts, it took a lot for him to hire John Calipari. Needed a lot of convincing. 
depending on who you ask, it might have been more than needing convincing. So I don't know if Bruce Pearl would be uh, Mitch Barnhart's first choice if he ever had to replay, replace John Calipari, but uh, there'd be no doubt in my mind that Bruce Pearl couldn't win big at a big program. I, I mean, national title big. It'll be interesting to see how loyal he'll be to Auburn, the first school that really took a chance on him. Had to get in a little college basketball today. There's a lot of news going on with UK recruiting, so make sure you check out CatsIllustrated.com to get the latest with UK basketball recruiting. Things are starting to move. Uh, Visits are being set. In-home visits are being set. You might not see any commitments in the next few weeks, but you're definitely going to get a better idea where UK stands with some of their top prospects. We're running out of time. USA still up 1-0. USA basketball as well. As always, it's a great day to be an American, an American sports fan. We'll be back tomorrow previewing NFL, previewing college football. Same old, same old. So make sure you join us on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We'll see you then. Uh, they say welcome to the 502 Take the Georgia boy, show them how Kentucky do Oprah Priest Classics, paint Kentucky blue They say don't forget 270, no be hitting two Song call it blue, grass, song call it purple I'ma call it home, take a shot of troll Lay back in the